Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bay Ridge Christian Church. This teaching is from the series, Disciples. Disciples respond to God's gracious gospel by loving God, connecting in vital relationships with other believers, serving in the local church, and reaching the world with the gospel. Hope we all had a good week. We're going to continue our series here on Love, Connect, Serve, and Reach. We're on the third portion, the serve portion. Um, I don't know exactly how I got that, but uh, I enjoy it. It's, it's, a good, it's a good topic. It's a good thing to, to talk about and think about and, and really strive towards. So our text this morning is going to be 1 Peter 4, 10, and 11. And that reads, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks... They should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do it with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Um, so our theme today, and what we really want to get across, the, the quick version for the teens, uh, is disciples, use their spiritual gifts, which we all have, and we're going to learn that we all have them, to look for, actively look, actively try, actively go out and serve others and serve the church. So we all have a gift. That doesn't mean we can pack it up and put it in the closet. God didn't make any mistakes. God gave you gifts because he wants you to use them. Uh, quickly, we're going to review, uh, just so we kind of keep track with everything we're doing. Uh, Two weeks ago, if you weren't here, all this is available online. Two weeks ago, Tony went over love our God and the four aspects of loving our God. Uh, why God commands us to love him, why we can't love God, why we can love God, what our love towards God looks like. And Bobby last week went over connecting with people. Uh, his, his three points were principle, process, and product. Uh, the principle was <clears throat> what is the reason why do we connect with people? Why does the disciples connect with people? Why, why do we need that? Uh, the answers to that was to basically the short answer was to emulate Christ. That's what Christ did. Uh, the process is what do disciples do when they connect with people? What, what are we doing? What, what are we actually, what, what happens? That's fellowship. That's getting together. That's going to home group. That's fellowshipping after service. That's going out to lunch. That's, that's what we're doing. That's one another. That's living life together. Uh, the product, what happens when we do these things, uh, we, meet, we meet needs. We, we know, I know what's going on with somebody. Somebody knows what's going on with me. We can truly be a family, a connected family, not a disjointed family. We all understand in our earthly families, we have parts of it that are really connected and strong. We have parts of it that are really disjointed, and they don't work well together. The product is that we will be connected. If we, if we, if we connect as the sign, sorry, wrong side, as the sign tells us, uh, we will all together come as one to one another. Uh, I have a short video that kind of puts all this together for us. It, 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 I, hope, I hope after we watch it, we're all encouraged. and drive across town just to attend your favorite service? Introducing Virtual Reality Church. 
Start by choosing a church building that meets your needs. Tired of the stress of having to choose a Sunday morning outfit? Never make a fashion mistake again because Virtual Reality Church will style you based on your denomination. Not a people person? Select the introvert experience to completely eliminate the welcome team, meet and greet time, connect cards, and that awkward hold hands with the person next to you thing we still do. Next, personalize your morning by choosing the worship experience that you want. Feeling a touch of white guilt? Add a minority worship leader. Custom options even let you tailor the skinniness of your worship leader's jeans. <laughs> Finally, no more having to endure songs that you don't like. With Virtual Reality Church, you're in charge. For the sermon, choose the amount of conviction you'd like and we'll select a pastor for you. We'll even let you tailor your sermon topics so you'll never have to attend a Vision Sunday or a sermon series on giving. And never worry again about dozing off during the sermon. With Virtual Reality Church, you can sleep as long as you want. Kids being bad in nursery? Who cares? Worried about missing a football game? Enter your favorite team and we'll provide notifications when the game is starting. Never miss a kickoff again. Want to go for it for prayer? Well, if you selected a Pentecostal service, always stand in front of a mattress. Even connect your social media accounts and we'll post for you. Get credit for being super spiritual all from the comfort of your couch. Finally, an option for people asking the question, how can I make Sunday morning even more about me? Virtual Reality Church, the future of church attendance. <laughs> well, I'm really glad everybody laughed and thought it was funny and didn't say, wow, this is a great experience, I want to go do this. <laughs> because that's, unfortunately, that, that is a mess, Kelby. <laughs> unfortunately, that's what our culture is trending toward. We're trending toward wanting to stand alone, not wanting to, to really truly love our God, not to connect, not to serve, not to reach. We're trending towards how can I be a stay-at-home Christian? How can I really not get engaged or get involved in anything and still feel good about loving my God? All right? And that's, we can't do that. That's not a Christian life. That's not a Christian walk. That's not coming together. That's not at all what we want. That is the exact opposite, honestly, of what we're talking about. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that as we go through. Um, Our next point is going to be, we're going to go through our verse here, so who serves? Whose job is it to serve? That's a, that's a pretty simple question. I think everybody, if I, if I asked, I'm not asking, but if I asked for a show of hands, I would hope that everybody would raise their hand, whether you're 5 or 95 or 105. I would hope you'd raise your hand because in some way you have a gift and you have a talent it is our job to bring those gifts and bring those talents together in this wonderful puzzle that Bobby referenced last week. Putting that puzzle together, those gifts and talents, bring that puzzle together and make it all work. We all have gifts, every one of us. So those of you who kind of struggle with what can I do, what should I do, I encourage you to pray. Think about it. You have a gift, you have a talent, you have something to bring to this church. You have something to bring to your family. Um, C.S. Lewis wrote in the book, The Screwtape Letters, uh, if you're not familiar with The Screwtape Letters, uh, Uncle Screwtape is a, a higher up or a master demon or whatever you want to call it, and Wormwood is who he's writing to. He's a junior tempter, so he's just learning how to, be, to, to tempt, and, and so Screwtape is writing him letters, advice, through the book of, of how he, he can 
distort his patient, how he can turn his patient away from God. You know, his patient starts attending church, and that is a very bad sign. So now the, most of the book is trying to steer him out of the church in some way, shape, or form. So he wrote in there, the enemy, now his enemy is God. The enemy, God, will also try to render real in the patient's mind the doctrine which they all profess, but find it difficult to bring home. Okay, so everybody says this, but they're hard to bring home, sorry, they're hard to bring it home to their heart. And that, and that doctrine is that we did not create ourselves. That we did not create ourselves. They did not create. We, we in no way, shape, or form created ourselves. And that all of their talents were given to them. So all of your talents and all of your gifts are truly gifts from God. All right? You did not do anything. Okay? God gave you that gift. God gave you that talent. It goes on to say they may as well be proud of the color of their hair. Because we had nothing to do with that when we were born. Now, I understand, ladies, you have something to do with it now. <laughs> but when you were born, you had nothing to do with it, okay? The color of your hair was by God's design. The talents that you have was by God's design. The gifts, everything that he's given unto you is by God's design. Now, we all know that we have gifts, what do, we, what do we do with them, and what are they? So God has blessed every person he created with gifts, okay? So the whatever gift, that, that term whatever gift, it, it doesn't have to be, sometimes I think in our own walks, in our own minds, we, we kind of are looking towards, and I think it's natural in our society and natural as humans, we're looking towards the next best thing. We're always considering and planning and thinking of what's going to happen out here. But sometimes we need to be right here. Right here, in the day that we're in, in the ground that we're walking. All right, not, not thinking about, well, I have, you know, I'm going to plan out this great and wonderful thing and it's going to be an awesome, you know, I'm going to display my gift and I'm going to do this, that, and the other. That's, that's great and that's wonderful. That's good to plan. But the gifts God gave you are for today. The gifts God gave you are for tomorrow also. But don't miss your opportunities. Don't miss those things. Don't miss the small things because you're looking towards the big things, okay? So how should we use these gifts? Uh, Colossians 3.23 tells us that everything we do should be for Christ. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving Jesus Christ. Christ. So if you go out of your way to help another person in this fellowship or outside in that fellowship, you are blessing them, absolutely, without a doubt. But everything, everything we do, do it as under the Lord. And that's, that's sometimes hard to remember because obviously we, we miss opportunities or we do things, but we kind of do them begrudgedly. Remember, you're doing them unto the Lord. So you have received a gift. It says it right here. Okay, so anybody, anybody that's following along here with our slides, the, <clears throat> the term you have received. Okay, you have received a gift. Okay, there's no doubt 
that you have a gift, okay? God says it. You have received a gift, okay? It may be one, it may be many, but you have a gift. God's given you a talent. God's given you a gift. God's given you something to bring. Now, it's our job to accept that gift. Excuse me. It's our job to accept that gift, embrace it, and use it to its full potential. Okay, we can, we can have a gift and we can leave it on the sidelines. We cannot unpack it, not unwrap it. All right, so it's our job to, to receive the gift. It's our job to open that package. It's our job to take it. It's, it's our job to run with it. Okay, when we get a gift, we get something from God, we need to run with it. Um, we, a lot of times, don't necessarily think that it's us. It's not our place. It's not our, you know, maybe, maybe I can speak up front somewhat, but, you know, I believe that Brett, Bobby, and Tony are much better than I. Okay, so that's an easy way for me to make an excuse and say, Okay, well, that's good, but, you know, God probably made a mistake, or there's guys that are better at it, there's people that are better at it, so I shouldn't do it, okay? And if I never do it, then I never become better at it. I never get good at it. I never, I'm never really truly able to exercise that gift. You know, just like a muscle, you have to make it happen, you have to exercise it. If you're not exercising it, you're never going to develop that strength. You're never going to develop that gift to its fullest potential. So if you, if, you, if you know you have a gift and you say, well, Simeon's better at teaching kids than I am, so it's his job now. Okay, he just, he just, you know, he get up front, it's his job, I'm done, I'm out. Okay, that's not what God is calling us to be. God's calling us all to one another, come together, serve this body, and use our gifts in one accord. Um, if you, <clears throat> it's your gift, okay? It's your gift. It's, it's, you need to own it. You need to understand what they are. If you don't know what they are, talk to somebody because they probably know what your gifts are. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's easy for us to be our worst enemy and our worst critic to say that, you know, we don't really, I am the only one in this room that is the giftless Christian. That's me. That's my role. I'm the giftless Christian, right? It's not true. It's not true. You may not know what they are. You may not see them in your own life, but you have them. And, and if you're not sure what they are, you need to talk to somebody. Get with Brett, get with me, get with Tony, get with Bobby, get with anybody in this room. All right, so now we know who has gifts. We know that we all have gifts. Now what is it, what is our, what are we to do with them? What do we do with these gifts? We're to be faithful stewards of God's grace. Okay, we need to be a faithful steward. To be a faithful steward is to take what God gave you and use it. Okay, we've already kind of brushed on that a little bit. If you're, if you're going to do what God commands, you're going to go out and you're going to use these gifts to bless the body. You're going to use these gifts to bless even people that you work with, people that you deal with in the supermarket, people that you deal with in daily life. Okay, it's, it's not just a serve the body. It's also a reach and serve the world. Okay, we need to serve the world with our gifts. Uh, you may be the only Christian or Christ that somebody sees in a day or a week or a month or a year or, or whatever it is. Use your gifts, use your talents, use what God has given you for those people and for yourself. Um, I read the scripture last week when we opened up, Hebrews 10, 24. Let us consider how to stir one another to love and good works. 
So that scripture, and I, I told you guys this last week, if anybody remembers, let us think about it. Let us honestly sit down and consider it. When you consider something, you think, you dwell, you study. Okay, it, it, it's, it's not just, well, let me think, you know, and you move on. No, it's, it's actually you sit down, you take time, you consider, you pray. How can, how can I stir Kelby? I know he doesn't mind me using his name. How can I stir Kelby up to love and good works? What can I do to get him going? That's something that we need to do. That's, that's one another. That's serving the body. That's us serving one another. Kelby can say, how can I get Scott to, you know, talk a little less when he's up front or whatever it might be. How can, how can we stir one another along? Part of, part of, part of the process is the, of the stirring is, is the actual finding opportunities. Okay, if you don't look for something, you probably don't find it. If you lose your car keys and say, oh, well, I have another set, and then you lose those, you don't have any keys. But point is, you're going to go and you're going to look for them. You're going to find out where that set of keys is. You know, the worst thing you lose is probably your wallet. I don't know how many people here lose their wallet. I lose my wallet often. <laughs> I don't know why this is. I probably lose my wallet once a week, something like that. And I'm running around the house, where's my wallet, where's my wallet, where's my wallet, you know. And I start getting, you know, he's like, you know, you need to calm down, bring it down a little bit, buddy. It's all right, we'll find the wallet. Where'd you have it last? It's in the house somewhere. She's like, we'll find it. And then she walks over to the table and says, here's your wallet. And I'm like, <laughs> that's kind of the way it works. But point is, we're looking for something, okay? You need to look to serve. You need to look to help one another. You need, you need to find ways. You need to be actively engaged in our community. Now, if we're not loving God, we're not going to want to do this. If we're not connected to this body, we're not going to want to do this. Okay, this is, this is why it's the circle. This is why it's all hand in hand. Okay, if, we're, if, if, if we love one another and we know who, who each other are, their lives, what's going on. Now, you're not going to know everybody in this room. Okay, not to the point where you have that one-on-one -on -one and you're making phone calls and all that. That's okay. But you need to know a portion of the people in this room close like a brother. Okay? And those are the people that you're going to probably be able to find opportunities more so. Okay, because you're connected in that small group, you're connected, you're going out to lunch, you're doing this, you're doing that, and you know who, you know who they are. And, and you can say, oh man, I can, you know, I know that such and such is lawnmowers broken, or I know that this or that, or you know, it could be simple things, and it could also be, you know, more, larger things. I mean, there was a couple in our lives years ago that the couple was having a ton of marital problems, and I think we watched their child for a year straight, almost every day, something along those lines. But now they're back together. And I'm not saying that for me. I'm just saying because it's something that we could do, actually something my wife could do, because she was much better at watching children than I. But the point, the point is, is because that happened, because we knew that, we knew their time of need, we knew their trial, God was able to use it, something simple. It didn't have to be a grand scale. It, it was watching a child, watching a five-year-old child. Um, so find ways to help, be active, look, 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 look. And most importantly, we need to be connected in a local body. Because we're not going to find ways to serve if we're not connected in this local body. All right, so how, how do we serve? How do we go about this? What are things that we can do to make this happen in our local body and in our lives? So I would say we all just get a big 
VR box, right? Put it on, and maybe we can figure out a way to virtually help one another. Can, can we virtually serve? Is that, is, that gonna, is that gonna work out, guys? What do you think? Maybe, maybe stay at home and you know, watch John Piper on the internet. Maybe, maybe, that'll, maybe that'll do it. Um, he, he's probably a much better speaker than I. No, 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 probably. He's definitely a much better speaker than I. There's no probably in that. But are we going to be connected? Okay, we can't, we can't serve by watching a screen. Okay, we can't serve by watching our phone. We actually have to go out, put our shoes on, get them dirty, walk through the mud of life, okay, and be active and engaged. Okay, if anyone serves, it says, it says in our text, if anyone serves, anyone, they should do it with what? The strength that God provides. Okay, so it's not you serving. It's not your talent. It's not your gift. Okay, you have to go out. You have to be active. You have to be engaged. But God's going to give you the strength. You put his name out there. You put God out there. He's going he's gonna to see that. He's going to give you strength. He's going he's gonna to walk you through it. it, it it's, it, it's probably not going to be some big, huge, miraculous thing, so please don't get me wrong. You're still going to work. It's still going to be hard. It's still going to be difficult. Okay? It's not going to be all of a sudden easy because you know, God gave you the easy button to hit. No, that's not the way it is, but God will give you strength to carry you through as you serve him. So... We're serving God. We're using our strength. God's providing strength. Um, but let's be honest. It's not, like I said, it's not going to be easy. It's not simple. Um, there are many people here, and I'm going to use this illustration, and forgive me, anybody that I offend. There's many people here who serve in Sunday school. I was one of them. That's why I can say it, because I did it for about five years. And Sunday morning would come up, and I would be like, man, do not want to go upstairs and serve in Sunday school. Okay, so this is like a self-confession. I do not want to go up there. I work six days this week. I woke up this morning, woke up late. I got here. I haven't even looked at the material. I don't want to do it. I don't want to go upstairs. I don't, you know, I, I, I just don't want to do it. You know why? Because Satan doesn't want me to do it. He doesn't want me engaged in that. He doesn't want me active in that. He wants me to find any excuse, any reason, you know, to tap out, to say, hey, when I was teaching, uh, Meg was my coordinator at that point. I think she still probably is. You know, it, it, any reason to say, hey, Meg, can I get out of this? Because, you know, it's, it's, it's going to happen. We're not, we're not always going to be fired up and motivated and, and ready to run. I'm sure there's weeks that, you know, Tom, I'll use him because he doesn't mind. I'm sure there's weeks when he comes up here on Sunday and he's got to pray it out to worship. He has tough weeks. We all have tough weeks. I'm sure Brett has weeks he comes up here to speak and he's, he's got to pray it out because he had a tough week. It's not easy, but he's serving God and what God gave him. Tom's serving God and what God gave him. Okay? It's not always going to be simple, but God gives them the strength to get through. I almost didn't make it today. I was about three minutes away from missing a connecting flight, and Colin Brett doesn't even know this, and calling him because I wouldn't have been home until right about now. Um, so you got lucky. <laughs> uh, point is, you know, it was a little bit difficult for me to, 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 to be here to do this, but that's what God wants. God wants us to serve his church. God wants us to use whatever gift, whatever talent, whatever it is that we have to serve his church. So when we serve, like I kind of touched on this before, um, 
when we serve, how do we do it? How do we do it? Do we, do we like, you know, is it duty? Is it I have to? Is it nobody else is going to do this? Is it kind of like what I was talking about Sunday school? You know, or, or can we get, come past that? Can we get the strength that God has? Can we draw into God and draw near to God? Pray it out and say, okay, you know, I know this is what God wants for me. And serve with that joyful heart. Uh, it's, it's difficult. It's very difficult sometimes. Uh, it's not always going to be difficult, but there's going to be times. Um, Proverbs 4.23, above, else, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from your heart. Okay, so when we serve, when we're out there, that joy, that Jesus needs to flow from our heart. Uh, not always easy. I'm not going to disillusion you. Not always easy. So if you're serving just because you think you have to, that's okay. But you really need to serve because you want to. You need to be doing stuff that you want to do, that you can use your, bring your gifts and bring your talents to the body, to the community, wherever you serve. It's, it's important that we're doing service with a happy heart. We're doing service unto the Lord. We already talked about it. We already said that everything we do is unto the Lord. So if we're going to do it unto the Lord, we need to serve happily. So when, when have we put in our time? Is, is there a retirement in service? Is there, is there a point when we can say, you know, we're going through the when we serve. So Donnie just had a very nice celebration. He's become an elder emeritus. Now, if you notice, that's not an elder retirement. <laughs> okay? He's still there. He's still active. He's still serving. He's still doing a small group. He's still up here praying virtually every Sunday morning. Um, he's still actively engaged. Now, is he stepping back a little bit? Yes, he is. Absolutely. Does, should he? Yes, he should. Absolutely. Without a doubt. I mean, he's been serving the church for 50 years. Okay? But he's not saying, okay, well, I'm hanging up the cleats. I'm done. I'm not playing ball anymore. No, not at all. You don't stop. You don't get a chance. You don't get to tap out. You don't get to say, well, I'm retired now. My kids are grown. I'm, you know, I'm going to just kind of back off and take it easy. That's not what God's after. You have wisdom. You have experience, okay, that I don't have. You're, you're needed. All of you are needed. There's, there's no time to retire. There's no time to stop serving the church. Uh, there's no time to start serving the church either. You know, you don't have to hit, like, a, out of youth group. Okay, I'll talk to most of you youth group guys. You're, like, right here. You don't have to wait to serve. You can serve God today. Right now, right now, who you are, what you're doing, you can serve God today. Okay, there's not, a, there's not a point where, okay, well, now you're 18, now I need to get engaged in the church. No. No, if you're five years old, four years old, if you understand who Jesus is in your life, if you come to the knowledge of salvation, there's something you can do to serve the church, whether it's opening the door for somebody, stacking up chairs, maybe at some point preaching the word. Who's to say? But you can serve the church where you are, whatever station you are, whatever age you are in life. You have a gift. You can serve. Our last section is where. Where do we serve? Where are places that we can serve? And this is, this is kind of practical. Um, where can we serve others? Okay, our goal is to serve others. 
First and foremost, my belief is in our family, our own physical family. Okay, the first place that you should look to serve, the first person you should look to serve every day when you wake up is your spouse. Okay, your spouse. All right. I was talking to Brett the other day, and he brought this up and didn't, didn't you know, it registered with me when I was going through this. And he, was, he said, you know, every, every marriage counseling he does, he tells the, the to-be husband and the to-be wife, what you need to do every morning is say, how can I die to myself today for the other person? First thing you need to do, serve your spouse, serve your children, serve your brother, serve your sister, your parents, your extended family, aunts, uncles, cousins, all that kind of stuff. Look for ways to serve your family. Look for ways to show your family who Jesus is. Secondly, not necessarily in order. That, that, that is my number one, okay? And now this is not in order anymore. In our community, how can we serve in our community? How can we be engaged in our schools? How can we, you know, do we go out, do we vote? Do we donate our, our unused, unwanted items to the Goodwills and Salvation Armies and, you know, all these kind of things? How do we, how do we serve our community? Um, also in our community, how do we serve in local outreach? Now this, this kind of revolves back around to the church that doesn't affect the church directly, but what are things that we can do to serve in local outreach? Here's a list of a few things that we as a church do. And that does, this is not an exclusive list of the only things you should do. This is a list that we as a church do. Uh, they are winter relief that just passed. Okay, that is an outreach. That is something you do to serve the community, the homeless community here in Annapolis. Uh, the Easter Egg Hunt and Family Festival, that's coming up. That's gonna be the Saturday before Easter, which is I don't, sometime in April this year, I'm not sure what the date is. But that's coming up, that's an all hands-on activity that we, as a church, truly serve the community. If those of you who haven't been here, that's an event where you know, our 100 people here serve about 800 people coming in. Okay, and the idea is to reach them with the word, reach them with the gospel. Uh, lighthouse lunches and dinners. Something we can go out in the community and serve. The county fair that Mark Holmes heads up. That's something that we can go out and serve. Uh, and then there's, there's a ton of events, a ton of different things that aren't in the church. There are things that, that they don't have to be church related. You don't have to say, well, you know, it's, I gave it the office. You know, I did winter relief. Uh, you don't have to say that. Okay, there's many things you can go out and do. You, you don't just say, well, I did winter relief, so it's September and March rolling around at the county fair. Well, I did winter relief, though. That was like nine months ago, dude. Okay? You, you don't get to just tap out and do one thing, or do two things. Serve, serve, give your talents, give your gifts. All right, now what can we do in our local body? How can we serve in our local body? What are things that we do? There's a huge list here of 19 things that I could think of, and it's by no means exhaustive. There's probably like 49 things that we could put on here. Uh, and I'm not going to go through them. I'm going to read them real, off really quick. You see the list. The list is in the handout that you got this morning. So it's there. Uh, Kingdom Safari, Sunday, which is Sunday school. Uh, you can be a nursery worker. You can be a youth group leader slash helper. Um, you can help usher. You can be a greeter. You can do coffee ministry, transportation, kitchen, building and grounds upkeep. You got a worship team. You got egg hunt family festival, which is kind of on both lists. I'm sorry. Uh, you got meal trains that go around, somebody has a baby or something happens in their family, they send out the meal train. Uh, praying for one another, mentoring one another, discipling one another. Uh, you have the guys up top here that do audio, audio visual. You have connect group leaders. You have connect group host. Uh, I'm gonna highlight that one real quick. 
Maybe you're like, hey, I don't really want to be the guy who has to be responsible for figuring everything out, but I have a really nice house and people could come to it. Just host one. Because sometimes people just need a place to meet. They don't have it. Uh, work parties. We're going to have various work parties coming up. Greg talked about them a week or two ago. I'm not sure which. But we're going to be doing some plannings and doing some different stuff. Come out. Be engaged on what's going on, what's happening here. Uh, it's just, it's, that's the small list of practical things. Um, Jer, I'm going to put you on the spot. Could you stand up, maybe? Jer Seferati is our DOO, Director of Operations. Okay. If you wanted to do any of these things or anything else, He's the guy that you would talk to. Okay, so Jer's there in the corner. If anybody doesn't know him, doesn't see him or anything else, thanks, Jer. What's that? Doesn't see you either, right? He, he doesn't see you either, right? <laughs> um, thanks, Jer. Uh, but but if, you need, if you need to know something, you need to know what these things are about, you need to know how get in, to get involved in these things, he's your first point of contact. Now, he may say, okay, that's great. You want to do youth? Here's Simeon's phone number. You know what I mean? He may just, he may just be that, that initial contact, and, and, and you know, then him and Simeon will work together and, and get you going on something, okay? But he's your first point of contact. So that's, if you don't know, that's where you should be headed. I'm running a little longer than I thought, guys. I apologize. Um, so let's go, into, let's go into applying the word. Uh, and that's, you know, we've, we kind of just went over the practical service. That's, that's a lot of applying the word. A lot of applying the word is going to be that you are going to go out and get engaged in our community, get engaged in what's going on here, get engaged in what's going on in, as, as, as a church, as, as Christ's church, universal. Um, so I just have a couple quick questions through what we just went through, and we're not going to spend a lot of time on them. But the first one is, you know, who are we? Who, who are we? We're all his disciples, okay? We are, we are all his children. As a child of God, okay, what did he do? Let's back up a minute, I guess. Why are we a child of God? Okay, why are we a Christian? Because why? He laid down his life on the cross, okay? So he died for you. It's enough said. How can we serve? Okay, how can we serve? Okay, he died for you. Okay, and we want to do VR church, right? He died for you. Um, as disciples, what did he give us all? You know, he gave everyone, even, even really as non-disciples, to be honest with you, even before you were a Christian, you were good at stuff. Okay, did that come from you? Did all of a sudden, you know, I'm going to use Tom again, when Tom became a Christian, was all of a sudden he was like, you know, sounding like a wonderful singer, and before that he sounded like me? No, Tom could sing before that, okay, because God gave him that gift, okay? We all have gifts. As his disciples, as people, we all have gifts. And those gifts come from God, without a doubt, okay? It's just lay yourself down. I know that generally we like to, to think that I did this and I did that, and because of me, this happened and that happened and, and these are all the wonderful things. That's not true. That's not true at all. Okay. You possess, you believe you possess things in this world. Okay. You like to say mine, 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 right? From, from the time you were, could speak, my teddy bear, my truck, my, 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 right? None of it's yours. None of it. Not a, not a, 
fraction of an inch is yours. Okay? God gave that to you. It's his. It's his gift that he gave to you to use. So basically, you're in the sandbox, in his sandbox, playing with his toys. So now that we know that, what should we do with our talents and our gifts? You know, we all have that natural, that natural, you know, mind that I just talked about. Now you know the things that he gave you, the gifts that you have, are not yours. So what are we going to do with them? And just a reminder, just the last, last line, just a reminder. When we use his gifts to serve others in our community, who are we serving? Ultimately, whom are we serving? Just think about that. So when we serve, when we get out of ourselves, when we get out of the mind, get out of the me, get out of the virtual reality, get out of the I am going to do this, we use his gifts, his strength, who are we ultimately serving? It comes right back around to Jesus. We're serving Christ. We're being truly his disciple. We're serving Jesus. And that's what, that's what we want to do. That's, what we, that's who we want to serve. Okay? It's, it's wonderful to serve each other, and that's what we're called to do. But ultimately, remember, you're serving Christ. And that's all I have for you guys this morning. So, if we could uh, stand, I will go ahead and pray, and then we'll give a benediction, and we will close out. Father God, I, I thank you so much for Bay Ridge Christian Church, myself, Lord. I, you know, I listened to these new members this morning talk about the blessing that this church is. The blessing is a church to me, Father. I am proud and happy to be part of it, Father. And I, and I pray, Lord, that, that we would learn to serve with a happy heart, Lord. We would learn to serve your church, with your tools, with your strength, Father. And I thank you for my brothers and sisters here this morning. In your name, amen. All right, I'm going to read a benediction out of 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Go in peace. Thank you for listening to the teaching ministry of Bay Ridge Christian Church. For more teachings and resources, please visit www.brcc.church.